Jake, I'm one of the pastors uh, here at the ring, and uh, I, I know some of y'all know me, some of you don't. Um, uh, Josh asked me to speak. Uh, they are at the Bowery Mission in New York City this week. They left yesterday. I don't know if uh, I was hoping he'd say that last week so y'all could be praying for him, but they're there uh, serving on a mission trip with several of the BCM students, several of our college students, and uh, Adam Zapp. Matt Iglesias, Meg, Josh, uh, John Summers. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know all of them. But, um, but that's a crew that's over there this week. So y'all please keep them in your prayers as they're working. And um, if you get a chance, hit them up about it when they get back. They, they had some amazing stories from last, last year. Um, many of y'all know me and know that you got excited. You saw I was speaking. Um, that's not fair. One time I spoke for five minutes and 45 seconds. Another time I spoke for five minutes and 57 seconds. So uh, I got a good track record. of. Uh, <laughs> I might get you out of here quick. So Josh asked me to speak. And, of course, I told him no because uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is nerve-wracking for me. I've done it a long time. I've been around the ring for a while, and still, I still get butterflies. I still get so uh, so nervous, man. And you guys are my family. Uh, really, I mean that. I'm not just saying that. Um, but still, I get I get nervous, and uh, and so I told him no, literally. <laughs> and uh, he asked me why, and then I got mad at him for asking me why, because I didn't really want to talk about it. But um, I really just wanted him to take no for face value and ask someone else. Uh, so he asked me why, and we had a long discussion about why I didn't want to speak. And then after 10 or 15 minutes of that discussion, we realized that I didn't have a good reason for not speaking. So uh, here I am. And uh, by we, I mean I mean me, I realized. So um, I told him, I said, man, I just, that's a big deal, you know. I, I take it seriously. I know I act like an idiot up here sometimes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I do take it so seriously. We One thing about this church, Josh, the elders, um, we take it seriously. We take office of the elder. We take the, the um, we just take, take our obligation to you as, as the, uh, as God's church. And we take it very seriously. So that's where a lot of the, the nervousness comes in and all that stuff. I asked Josh, I said, you know, okay, give me something to talk about. Well, you know, he's not going to do that. Um, uh, he just said basically, you know, I would hope that whatever you spoke about would fit into this season. We, we've come together as a church to celebrate the Advent season, the, the coming, the arrival. And um, uh, all of them. <laughs> Christmas, the, the, the coming of the second arrival of Him coming back to take His children. Uh, we, we come into that season and we just uh, we look forward with great hope. And hope is what I'm talking about tonight. That was a pretty nifty little uh, lead in there. So... Uh, um, I, I want to try and, and speak on hope. I, I got to praying after I talked with Josh and just, just thinking and praying, trying to figure out what, I don't know anything about, you know, about Christmas and then, but that's dumb. Uh, I, hope is, hope is huge. 
in terms of, of this Advent, the hope that we have looking forward, uh, looking forward, looking back in what God has done, and looking forward to what God is going to do, what we trust in that. So we'll, we'll start there. Um, hope is, is, it's actually one of three um, elements after I read. It's one of three elements of Christian character. And uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the big love chapter, ends with 13.13. It says, um, sorry, so now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Um, that's a downer. I didn't pick love. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so we're going we're gonna to look at hope tonight. And uh, we're going to look at hope because I, I think maybe it's become a little distorted. Um, it's become a little misused. The word, the verb, the the thought of hope has become a little uh, a little off from what God intended it to be. Um, so I'll start out uh, uh, definitions of hope straight out of the dictionary. Um, as a noun, hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be had, or that events will turn out for the best. I'm not I'm not big on that definition. That's not that's not our definition. You and I's definition. We'll talk about that in a second. I don't know if you and I's is grammatically right now. Um, um, as a verb, hope means to look forward with desire and reasonable confidence. Uh, it means to believe, desire, or trust. And it means to feel that something desired may happen. Um, an archaic, the old, old meaning of hope would be to place trust and to rely. And that's where we really start to drill down on the truth. On, on what we know, to place trust and rely. I don't like this, this definition, the verb definition of to believe, to desire, or to trust. It's like Sesame Street. One, one of those things is not like the other. Like, to believe is one thing. You and I have a belief. To trust is one thing. We trust in our Lord and our Savior. But to desire is different. Desire is definitely a, a key component of hope, but it is not it doesn't make up hope. It's, it's not our hope. It's not just something that we want. It's something that will happen. The biblical definition, a biblical dictionary, uh, a beautiful definition, is a strong and confident expectation, a sure certainty that what God has promised is true and has occurred and or will, and or will occur. Kind of a weird thing. Um, I got to digging, and like I say, I guess I'm coming tonight. And, and I'm looking at it, and, and I think in my life, I've used that word kind of flippantly. I, I've used it as a as a substitute, as a synonym for uh, for wish or or uh, want. You know, this great want in my life. I have a hope for this. When actually, a lot of those things, I have no clue if they'll ever if they'll ever happen. And that's where I'm at tonight. I think I'll, I, I can't speak for you, but I know a lot of us use that term hope. Um, we use it incorrectly because. I hope I win the lottery. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, there's no confident expectation that we will win the lottery. There's nothing in God's Word that says we'll win the lottery. In fact, He speaks against the love of money, all these things. So it's just, it's this, this hope that I want to talk about. Such a huge topic. Um, Josh has kind of taught us, you know, uh, this, you need to be somewhere in Scripture, and I, I'm defying him tonight. I'm going to be all over the Bible, and it's because hope is it's just a huge, monstrous topic. Monstrous, monstrous topic. Um, hope deals in two things. It deals in uh, the future, 
And it, it deals in invisibility or the unseen. That, those may sound a little weird. You know, why would you even say that? But they're pretty obvious. The future, it, it can't be the past. I can't, me as a father, I have, uh, um, I can't say, I, I hope I'm born. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm here. So there's no point in having hope in something that's already happened. Hope, hope is forward. Hope is, is something to come. And invisible and unseen, hope that seen is, is not hope at all. There is nothing. It's like faith. Um, one of the authors I read, he said uh, that hope is synonymous with salvation. Um, we see and we feel the results of God's salvation in our lives. But we don't, we don't see the justifying work of God. We don't see the imputation of Christ's righteousness. We don't see Christ pouring His righteousness upon us to our account. We don't see the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We don't see the co-union with Christ, the union with Christ. It's the same with hope. We've not seen the Lord. We've seen creation. We've seen the effects of His His work. We've seen the effects of His Word. We've read. We've read His Word. And so we anxiously await for the second coming, that, the Advent. Uh, I'm going to just one second. Oh. Hope is... Uh, it's active. Uh, it's it's not passive. It it puts us in gear. It's dynamic. It's it's not static. Um, it's not something. I know when we when we talk about hope, it's not just something that we sit and wait for. One of the authors was saying, hope is not you sitting in a rocking chair waiting for Christ to come. Christ, uh, Christ hope moves us. It changes our lives. It, it puts us in gear. It 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 it, it pushes us along. And what, what it's not, which is kind of, kind of what I touched on a second ago, hope, hope is not wishy-washy. It's not unsure optimism. There's no point in, like I said, the lottery, putting hope in, in, in winning something or, or, you know, I don't mean to stomp on your dreams, but please, that dream, what fruit is there in a dream of, of, um, the lottery or something high and lofty that, that you've put your hope in? And what, what I'm trying to get to is Christ. Christ is our hope. We talk about the Advent. We talk about Christmas time. We talk about His coming and what is coming. And that is where all where all of our hope should be. There's no there's no point in in anything here, anything on this earth that that would get us anywhere. That would give any glory to God. Really, it's it's all in in Christ. We, we know that hope is dynamic because it has results. Hope, hope results. Um, it changes how we see ourselves. Um, sorry, just a second. We see, uh, in 1 Peter 2.11. Dave, I'm sorry, you don't, you don't have that one, bro. Um, he writes, he says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from, fre- from fleshly lusts which wage war against your soul. It's, it changes, it changes him. He talks about, being an alien and a stranger. And I know that's weird. That's people, people get the wrong idea of church and, and of Christians because, uh, they think it's mystic or, or magical. We have a great hope. We have a great hope in Christ that calls us to a, a different life. Um, a life that is, is more than this. And, and I just need y'all to, I need y'all to be thinking in your own lives where you've put your hope. What, where is it? Is it in Christ? Is it in Christ alone? Uh, the giver of hope, hope, hope itself. I mean, it changes what we value. Hope, uh, 
hope changes what we value. Not earthly things, but, but heavenly things is where we need to be, where we need to set our hope, where we need to set our, our sights and, and really not get bogged down with the earthly things that, that, that Matthew says, uh, ma- uh, rust uh, destroys. Moths and rust destroy. I'm sorry, that's uh, horrible. Uh, what it does, it affects what we do with our lives. Um, that's First John three one through three. Dave, I think you I think you have that. It says, uh, "See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God." And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. A beautiful piece of Scripture where we don't even know what we will be. Where we hope for the Father to come and to make all things new. What we've been talking about. To redeem, to... uh to bring the the new earth and and to uh, to make to make us what we're to be to make us into him really it it's amazing um, a guy named uh Jake Hampton Keithley the third uh, I just like the name it made me sound smarter so um, he's, he had a great quote he said the Christian life if it is grasped according to God's truth is a magnificent obsession with an eternal hope a magnificent obsession with an eternal hope. A hope that does not lead to an escapist attitude, but to a pursuit of a life on a whole new dimension. It, it hope, gives us power to live courageously, to be all that God has called us to be in Christ. That, that's awesome to me. And I know it, it does, you know, a life on a whole new dimension. That's amazing to me. I, I don't know what that even is. And it, it ties in really beautifully. Uh, hopefully I can make it tie in, but, uh, Josh's deal last week on heaven was something like I've never, I've never heard before. I've never, uh, talked about the dimensions and what it'll be made of. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember hearing that stuff, but to sit here and dream about heaven and, and to dream about heaven on the earth, to dream about the redemption of all creation of animals, of, of you and me, of relationships, of, of, uh, of the earth itself is a beautiful thing. And in me, and hopefully in you, grows a hope. And, and, and you see what I mean? Like, it's not, we're talking about a hope of so much of a bigger thing. And, and not where we might have placed our hope, uh, our hope, our hope now. Um, hope not only has, uh, results, but it rewards and, and blesses. I'll read you a couple. Uh, hope, hope brings peace. Um, I'm going to jump around. I'm sorry. I just need to need to show you what the word says about hope. Um, it says, "Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." Hope gives us protection. It says uh, in Psalms, uh, back in the Old Testament, 33:18, "Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him." On those who hope for His loving kindness, capital H, His, His loving kindness, not 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 anyone else, no one here. There's nothing to put your hope in here. 
Um, hope gives us strength, courage, and boldness. Again, in Psalm 31.24, it says, Be strong let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. Hope gives endurance, comfort, confidence in the face of death. In 1 Thessalonians, it says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as the do, as do the rest who have no hope. We have hope. We conquered death. It, it's amazing. It's, it's almost weird to just say that, that we conquered death. But that is my hope. It is my confident expectation of what is to come. And so rather than hope in, in small things, this is where my focus is. This is where my hope needs to be pointed. Um, and lastly, it gives us confidence, not lastly, but one of my last examples, it, it gives us confidence in ministry. 1 Timothy 4.10 says, For it is, it is for this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers. God is our hope. I know I've said hope about a hundred times. Um, I, I, I talk about this, and, and I've thought about this, because, like I said, I, I think we have misplaced our hope sometimes. Um, it, it's kind of weird, because we're coming at that season, we talk about Advent. We talk about holidays. I, I know for myself that um, I use Christmas and Thanksgiving a lot of times to to reflect, and, uh, and I know I know some of y'all do too. The big landmark days, you know, the the, the holidays, and I, there have been times in my life when I've said, uh, "Thank you, God. Thank you for what you've done this year." And there have been times when I've said, and where you may say, "Thank you, God." Uh, Thank you for getting me through this year. You know, it, for some people, it, it may have been those years. For other people, they may be in the mud right now. Uh, this week, these last couple months, um, I've got friends who go through dark times, who are, are going through dark times. And um, I just really want to come as, as a family and just talk talk about hope um, and talk about about where, where that's coming from. Um, I really, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about myself for a second. I'm, I'm married, I've been married over 10 years now to, uh, Chris Rush. We have three kids. We have Addie, uh, Jack, and Joe. And, uh, we have a blessed family. It's really amazing. Um, we have a blessed family because of my hope, because of my God, because of my, my Christ, because of my Savior. It's not that I've learned to be a good husband because that's absolutely not the truth. Um, it's, it's not because Chris is a good wife. She's an amazing wife. But it's, our marriage is not thriving. It's not thriving because Chris is great. It's because our God is great. It's because we have placed our hope in Him. We've, we've placed our hope on the one who gives hope. Um, like I say, it's tough. I know people are going through hard times. Uh, I know sometimes you put your, your, your hope in your spouse. Uh, and you say, hey, I, I hope he never leaves. I hope uh, that he finds me attractive. I hope that he loves me. I hope that she um, is always there. Uh, you know, and that's a touchy subject. Their, their, their marriage is in trouble, you know? And uh, when you apply this, it's so difficult to, to grasp, to grasp, but, um, those aren't the right spots. Chris, it's not fair for Chris to put her hope in me because I will fail. I, I have failed. 
uh, Chris will fail me. And I, I'm sorry, this is not, this is not Christmas time jingle bells. You know, I know it might get heavy, but this is life. We're all, you know, we know what's going on. Um, it's not fair for us to place all of our hope in each other because we're, we're broken, broken people. It is fair to place our hope in, in the one who saves, in the one who grants hope, the one who is hope. Um, a lot of us are walking into times when, uh, uh, we're, we're about to go in this season when there's, uh, family issues. We're about to spend a lot of time with our family if we, uh, if we didn't already with Thanksgiving, you know? And so I, I pray for you. There may be scenarios where you're walking into a family that there's not much hope. Um, sick loved ones, loved ones who, who may not know Christ, um, brothers, sisters, parents, those things. Um, I know it can be a dark time. I, I just pray for you, and I, I hope that you pray for me, and we pray for each other, that, that we set our hope before us, that we set our God before us, that He can do all things, um, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Um, again, <laughs> I'm about to lighten up, I promise. Uh, um, I just think we lost, we lost track, you know? None of us have, none of us are promised to walk in our front door tonight. We may not make it home, you know. Golly, I'm happy, 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 joy, joy. Um, but it's just, it's something that I think that as a culture, maybe even as a church where we've looked inward and we've, we've set our dependence, our reliance, our trust in ourselves or on things that, that don't, that don't have any merit, that don't last at all. Um, Again, I'm going to pick on my family. It's maybe not fair. Uh, Addie, our, our daughter, has type 1 uh, diabetes. And she, uh, I'm not promised. I've never read in the Bible where God said, I will cure all of your diseases. There's no promise to that. But I don't, I don't go home and me and Addie don't go home and just put our PJs on and lay in bed for months and months on end. You know, we're not going to whimper into the dark night. God has, has given us such a great hope that one day her body will be the new creation. That one day my body will be a new creation that we will see our Lord, we'll see our Father, you know? Um, that's where my hope is. I think about this. I can't, I can't sit there and hope. I can desire. And please don't hear me. Don't, it, it's okay to desire these things. God says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and thanksgiving, with petition, make your request known to God and He'll grant you peace. So desiring is fine. He will shape your desires. I believe that. But I don't, I don't put my hope in my desires. I don't put my hope in, in a desire in the future for Addie. Um, my hope is in Christ. My hope is that one day she'll know Christ. That my sons will know Christ, you know? And that, that the people that I think of right now when I'm reading and making, or when the Lord's pouring out the sermon, when the people who are walking through the mud, that they would not rest on, on their problems. They would not be focused, but that they would be focused on the hope that is, uh, that is set before them. Uh, I promise you I'd get a little brighter. Um, God is our hero. I told you God is our hope. God is our hero. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 is probably a verse that many of you, uh, grasp hold of. Um, 
says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And although that's difficult sometimes because we have to still trust God, um, they're His plans. He, I, I, I know the plans I have for you. Um, plans to give you hope and a future. They're the Lord's plans. I, I just pray for you that your hope is in Him, that your trust is in Him, that the true definition of hope, that the confident expectation of, of what's in His Word, of what He's promised you, will come true. That we celebrate in a couple of weeks what, what God promised the Old Testament people, their Savior would come. Those, those saints of old that, that never saw Jesus, they were given those promises. And that's what's so beautiful about that verse. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. One of the best parts about that verse is the address. Jeremiah 29.11. That's the Old Testament. How amazing is our God? to reach in from the Old Testament and to give the promises to those people, to give those promises to us, to give Jesus. I know the plans I have for you. I just think about God sitting there and smiling as He's breathing those words into the author and saying, I can't wait till they see what I did here. I know the plans I have for you. He knows the plan. He knew the plan with Jesus. He knows the plans for you in your life right now. I pray that you put your hope... Uh, you're hoping in right now. Uh, right now. Uh, just kind of kind of wrapping up. I told you I'd be short. Uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 9.4. I told you I'd run around too. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 9.4. Anyone is, who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. Um, that seems really weird, right? Uh, uh, that may be my new favorite verse. It's profound. Um, if you're breathing, if you're alive, there's hope. And that's, that's a message that a lot of people need. Um, that's a message a lot of people out there need. Not in here. I mean, maybe in here too. But there's a whole world who's walking through this life side by side with us. And we are holding this great and, pre- and precious, uh, precious, maybe, um, this great and precious hope. I just pray that you would have boldness and courage, that the hope is given you, given you boldness and courage to share it with others, to share that hope, that hope of Christ, that hope of Advent, that hope of the second coming. Um, but there's, it's not too late. It's never too late to have that hope. I pray you'd, you'd have uh, courage as you share that. Um, as I say that, I, I, I say it to you tonight. If you, if you don't have that, if you, if you if you're sitting here going, Jake, I don't even know what you're talking about, you know, um, let's talk or, or talk to someone. I don't, I don't have that hope. I don't have that confident expectation that I'll walk into the gates of heaven or that, that I'll be in that new earth. Man, we don't do that a lot. We don't do a lot of invitations. We're not really built that way. But, man, we need to be talking about that stuff. And if, any, if anyone in here has said, I, I don't know that hope, Please, I would love to talk to you. Anyone in this room, I pray that God would just enable them to talk with you and lead you straight to Him. Uh, So please, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to know His hope, to know Him. Um, I I love you guys. I I say that, and I know it's weird and flippant, and there's 100, 150 people out. 
Um, and you say, well, you don't know me. You don't love me. Um, don't, don't be so, uh, cynical. Um, uh, I'm, I'm done with that, that little, uh, the deal on hope. I just, I want to take a second. I've been an elder for almost three years now. And what we do is we, we go through our three years and then we rotate off. I'm rotating off this year. I've, I've had my, my turn. And so I just wanted to, while I had the opportunity, the great opportunity to sit here and, and talk with you, um, I just wanted to say thanks and, uh, that I, I do love you guys. It, it is a, um, a scary, uh, but great honor to be counted as a shepherd in this church, as a, as a pastor. And, uh, you guys are, are truly, truly my family. And I, I thank you for that. So I just want to take the, take the chance while I had the chance to, uh, to say kind of, kind of bye. <laughs> and, uh, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, let's, let's, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, um, Lord, regardless of a, a frantic speaker or a, or whatever, Father God, your word is true. Lord God, I mean, you are true. And, um, Lord, may we rest in your hope. May we allow it to push us, Lord. Father God, these people in this room, I don't know what they're going through, but I, I pray that, uh, that your hope would carry us, Lord God, that we would, we would not look at, at the circumstances that we're in sometimes. Lord, that we would not look as, at the problems as being bigger than, than you, Father, but that you would, uh, prevail. That, that hope would, would win, that you would win, Father. You, you've already told us we're more than conquerors. Um, we can expect that confidently, Father. We can have hope in, in that identity, Father, Lord God. Lord Jesus, just be praised, Father. Thank you for the cross. Lord, thank you for coming. Father God, thank you for, for, for giving of your Son, of yourself, Father, to come to this place and, and redeem us. Lord God, may everyone in this room know that truth. May, may we have the gospel, the good news on the tip of our tongue. And may we live in the victory, uh, that is, that is salvation. Lord God, may hope just abound in our lives, not in things of, of this earth, not in things that are so inconsequential, Father, but, but in You. It, it, it really, may our hope be found in nothing less than You, Father. That, that's, that's what it is. Lord God, be glorified. May we point to You as, as our Savior, as our true and, and one and only hope. We love You. We ask that we glorify you now, Lord God. May we worship with all our hearts. May we sing loud and and just try and bless your name and bless you. Lord, be praised. We ask this in your name.